probability that one or more team members may be infected by intruder organism. 75%. If intruder organism reaches civilized areas, entire world population infected 27,000 hours from first contact. Welcome to The Thing Minute Podcast, where we discuss John Carpenter's 1982 science fiction horror masterpiece, The Thing, one minute at a time. I'm Harper W. Harris from HarperWHarris.com, and joining me again today is... Michelle Ashey at MichelleAshey.com. Or on Instagram <laughs> at Michelle Ashey. Or avid cat lover. That's true. She's a woman of many talents and interests, yes. mostly cats and photography and horror movies. Film photography, not yes. even digital. <laughs> so today we are talking about minute number nine of The Thing. The best minute of this section. This is where we finally get into some really good stuff here. So minute number nine begins with the dog running over and jumping over at uh, Benning's. And ends with uh, the Norwegian who was just shot, twitching his laugh, his last little (laughs) twitch. Yeah, big spoiler here. (laughs) So, a lot to talk about in this minute. So, first thing, the dog runs over and jumps up on Bennings, who's uh, played by Peter Maloney. And I think it's kind of interesting, once you know this, you can't unsee it. Um, Peter Maloney was apparently terrified of dogs. He had like he had some kind of traumatic experience with a dog in his childhood. So if you watch it, you can tell he's like really nervous about this big ass husky dog coming up and jumping on him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because they all kind of run over like, "Hey, a dog!" Like yeah. we talked about that. But then you know, once they get there, yeah, you can definitely tell he's a little hesitant about it, which is kind of funny. Also, it like immediately starts to lick him. Like this dog has an agenda, and now we know what the agenda is to it's, infect him. <laughs> it is clear it's either a really friendly dog. Or it's like, help me from this crazy Norwegian. Yeah. Or if you know what's going on, you know it's like, hey, I'm an alien and I'm going to infect you by licking I'm gonna you I'm going to put my saliva in your mouth. Which will definitely, <laughs> um, you know, make you think twice before you let your dog lick all over your face yeah. again, I guess. So after after the dog uh, jumps up, the next thing we get is one of what I think is the most ridiculous moments in the movie. It's this whole bit with the Norwegian accidentally throwing his grenade backwards and blowing up his helicopter. (laughs) I mean, this guy, this jabroni (laughs) over here (laughs) has one job, and it's to kill this dog. And I'm starting to think maybe he's a secret thing as well. (laughs) Because he just totally sabotaged everything. (laughs) We're finally at a point when we can kind of really start talking about the thing, even though obviously watching this at this point, you don't know what's going on. But knowing what we do know, uh, yeah, is this guy the thing, or is he just that one of them bad could at what be. he's doing? We don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't, the pilot doesn't see unless he was like jerking the the helicopter every time he fired or something. Yeah, I mean, they just miss so much. Like, yeah. how can they be so bad? But then you see their sunglasses, lack of vision. <laughs> it's just like tiny little slits, and then I guess it kind of makes sense. But well. I personally love those goggles. <laughs> I think they are super cool. I'm just saying take them off while you're shooting. Like... I mean, I think, so I, believe it or not, I have some information on the goggles. I did of some research because I love them. <laughs> and I wanted to buy some in case I ever want to cosplay as a Norwegian thing. Norwegian jabroni. <laughs> Norwegian jabroni cosplay. So those are based on real snow goggles. 
although I couldn't find any just like it. Apparently, they're based on and uh, these uh, goggles that Inuits make out of antlers or bone that just cover their eyes and there's like a little slit in them. And it's to prevent snow blindness, which is also called photokeratitis hmm. or sunburn of the eyes. So I guess because it's so bright, because it's just sun coming from above you and it's reflecting off the white snow below you and that's all you can see, that it can really actually do some pretty serious damage to your eyes if you don't wear some kind of protection. Yeah, I um, guess... Almost everybody. Well, McCready has sunglasses constantly. He's got those sunglasses that like wrap around the sides of yeah. his face too. Those are they're almost like goggles too. And I feel like some other people have goggles, but I definitely love the Norwegian goggles. <laughs> they're pretty awesome, and they definitely make him seem a little bit more like weird. Yeah, and threatening. Like this crazy Norwegian guy like, I mean, coming just, at me. <laughs> right, he blows up his own helicopter and then he runs over and starts shouting. And he's got these crazy glasses on, so it definitely adds to the kind of character. But I still, the vision, like his field of vision is just so tiny. Maybe he's just like ahead of the curve. You know those like stupid, like quote, sunglasses that yeah. people wear that are just like, they don't have lenses. They're just like strips of plastic across <laughs> your eyes. Maybe he's just like starting a fashion trend. I mean, it's possible. He's ahead of the curve. <laughs> but yeah, this, the grenade thing is always one of the moments that really sticks. I always kind of forget about it and... I feel like it's super ridiculous and kind of cartoony. Like I always almost expect there to be like a, like a Hanna Barbera like yeah. sound effect, like, <laughs> or like, like the it, the Benny Hill like da, 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> or like a almost like a Flintstones feet like when he yeah. runs away from it or something. Like it, somebody could definitely uh, internet get on that. Somebody <laughs> needs to create like a cartoonish version of this scene. Well, it's just so easy. They're just so bad at killing this dog. Well, it's just so weird. But, you know, I I found out a little bit about why they did cuz it does it's it stands out as being really odd in this very kind of bleak serious intro to this movie that, you know, the accident he's just like, "Whoops." <laughs> well, I also don't get why he tries to find the grenade. Well, I guess yeah, like, I if mean if you pull the pin, isn't that it? Well, I mean, I guess if he found it fast enough, he could throw it away. But, but like he could have just ran with his. Yeah, friend. I guess he was worried he wouldn't be able to get away in time. Maybe I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the pilot's still in the helicopter when the grenade gets thrown. I so he doesn't. There's only two of them. Well, no, the yeah, the pilot is the one who gets blown up with the helicopter. Yeah. Maybe he was still in it when the grenade got dropped, so he knew he wouldn't have time to run away or something. Maybe. Um, also, why is he trying to throw a grenade? Yeah. Again, the dog is like. Well over 50 to 100 feet away from him yeah. with a bunch of people. Like, that's are you going to throw it into the crowd? That's a great point. Like, <laughs> yeah. So the whole thing is just weird. But I found that actually that originally the plan, and it may even be this way in the script, the plan is was to crash the helicopter. Uh, and that's how it was going to explode. But um, they apparently, I, I just found out they tried to do it with a miniature and they said it came out looking really ridiculous. Like, oh, he's like a remote control helicopter. And it just looked really, you know, old old school kind of fake, like on strings almost kind of thing. So we'll just um, embarrass Norwegian instead. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and so uh, they tried that. And then they also apparently one of the real helicopter pilots in real life was like, hey, I'll crash this helicopter for you. <laughs> but, and I think, I think maybe they considered it for a second, but then they're like, uh, we probably shouldn't just let this guy like crash this oh, helicopter yeah. into I the feel ground. I like the blades would fly off seems, and kill Kurt Russell and least, then you wouldn't have a movie. <laughs> it's at least a little bit. I mean, we'll, pro- we'll definitely talk about, there's tons of times in this movie when they do things that are probably irresponsibly dangerous for the cast and crew. Yeah. <laughs> um, that would probably top that list if they actually let this guy do it. So they couldn't do that, so they had to figure out a way to, to blow up this helicopter. I guess, I don't know why they had to blow it up, maybe just to get the other Norwegian out of the picture. 
um, or just to, you know, have an, an extra explosion in the beginning of the movie to liven things up. I'm not sure, but so that's how we get this goofy ass Norwegian who, you know, just accidentally slips this grenade right out of Whoops. his hand. <laughs> um, so we get our first fatality of the movie with the, the Norwegian pilot. And then shortly thereafter, our, uh, our living Norwegian starts shooting at everybody. And then he himself becomes our second fatality. Well, I like when he's, everyone's just still so confused. Like this crazy Norwegian is coming at them with a rifle and he accidentally shoots the guy in the kneecap, which he doesn't really seem to be bothered too much by being shot. <laughs> I feel like that's a pretty painful uh, injury to have. But um, yeah, and then he just passes by them. And like, I think Child like looks back and he's like, oh, like nobody, he's not here to shoot us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's fairly clear that he's just, to them, I guess, that he's shooting at the dog and not them. It's just kind of an accidental thing that uh, that Bennings gets shot. But yeah, still, even the helicopter's blowing up and they're just still kind of like, oh man, what's going on over there? Oh, and what does he say to them? So yeah, so in Norwe- so he's speaking in Norwegian. It really is uh, speaking Norwegian. He says, uh, get the hell out of there. That's not a dog. It's some sort of thing. It's imitating a dog. It isn't real. Get away, you idiots. But basically, it's just like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess he doesn't really know his audience. I don't know. Um, it seems like Norris knows some Norwegian. I wonder if he picked any of that up. <laughs> well, he knows Norge means Norwegian. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's, you know, it could have just been from geography class. Maybe he just remembered something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I have some information about our, our, uh, our Norwegian, the Norwegian with the gun anyways. That character is played by Norbert Weiser, who is a German actor. He's still working today. Uh, I'm not exactly... It sounded like you had something about how he got involved with the movie. I thought he was a friend of John Carpenter's, but I don't remember where or how I figured that out. <laughs> yeah, it's possible. I don't... I have, I mean, I think a lot of these... Uh, a lot of the people on the crew were, were people he knew and, you know, from film school and stuff like that. So it's definitely a possibility. But I have some information on some other stuff he's uh, he's been in, which I thought was very interesting, given that this guy plays a very thankless kind of, you know, weird role in this movie. So he is in Schindler's List. He plays a character called Albert Hujar. Hu- I, I don't know how to pronounce that. Does he play a Nazi? I'm not sure. <laughs> Since he's German, I, I have to guess that that's a possibility. He was in the 1990 version of Captain America. As what? Alaskan surveyor, oh, <laughs> which kind of falls in line. You can start to see a pattern here. He likes the cold movies. <laughs> now, here's the one I think uh, uh, I think some of our some of our listeners and definitely you might appreciate. He plays Thackeray Binks's father in Hocus Pocus. Thackeray Binks. What <laughs> <laughs> took me so long, Thackeray Binks's father? I love Thackeray Binks. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of a very weird connection between that those two. That is so movies. weird. <laughs> yeah. So. Two very different kind of Halloween-y movies, I guess. At um, that point, he's just doing whatever. <laughs> <laughs> clearly. So definitely, next time you watch Hocus Pocus, watch out for Thackeray Binks' father, played by Crazy Norwegian. <laughs> Computer, how likely is it that one of our guests may be infected with the intruder organism? 100%. Great. In that case, what are our chances of survival? Projection. If guests make it to other podcasts, all of iTunes will be infected within 27,000 hours. Yikes. Well, how long can we keep this up in the meantime? Projection. Without listener support, the generator will be destroyed in less than 24 hours and podcasting will be impossible. 
If only the radio wasn't down, we could reach the mainland and tell the listeners to go to thethingminute.com and use the donate button in the bottom right of the page to help out. Projection. If listeners go to thethingminute.com and use the donate button, chances of the podcast survival goes up 75%. Windows, keep trying. So this scene, we really get the, the shootout in full, full form here. Um, so this minute just uh, wrecks the curve for the other minutes with a total of 13 gunshots, I think, although it was really hard to count. Um, a couple of them kind of blend together. So I think it's 13, which brings our total up to 29. So we are nine minutes into the movie, and by by all accounts, we have seen well over half of the gunshots in this movie have already been fired in the first nine minutes, which is kind of kind of interesting. But we also see, like, the best shootout, I think, because it's like a Western at this point. It is. You have Gary, who breaks a window, which, like, why would you not open the door? Like, you're in Antarctica, you can't replace windows that easily, can you? <laughs> I mean, maybe he's... Maybe, I would say he's trying not to draw attention to himself, but... But the glass. Like, yeah, I mean, he just smashes He makes it. a lot of noise. You'd think he could just aim through the window. Yeah, I mean, something. I don't I don't know a lot about guns, but maybe, maybe that would somehow deflect, like, make it harder to aim or something. But it seems like that would have been the smarter choice. Otherwise, yeah, he could have just opened the door a crack and shot, shot this guy. But I'm also wondering, like... <sighs> Like, he chose to shoot first, no questions asked. Like, it's is true. that the American way, I guess? <laughs> I don't know. That's a very good question. That's something that people online talk about a lot, actually, is why does Gary shoot to kill immediately? Why doesn't he, like, shoot Shoot to, him in the arm. Right, shoot his arm, shoot him in the leg, shoot him anywhere but his Directly eyeball. in between the little slits in his goggles. Yeah, Gary's either a really good shot and he's, like, a hardened killer or he's a really terrible shot, and you know, based on the way his character reacts later in the movie, maybe that's the case. Maybe he was trying to just shoot a warning shot and accidentally shot him right in the face. Well, yeah, and he he just has this like sheriff persona. Like I just felt like it was a western. It's this the, minute. Well, we talked about how um, last week how John Carpenter's very influenced by westerns, and you know that's one of the reasons he brought Ennio Morricone on to do the score because Morricone is famous for doing all these spaghetti westerns and stuff. But yeah, the Gary's character, especially here in the beginning, is like straight out of like a western. He's like, he is like the sheriff, a good guy. And it, it almost every time I, or at least when I first started watching this movie, I always feel like Gary was intended to be a much bigger role. Where... It seems that way because he just comes off like, like everyone would respect him. He seems like he's almost the main, could be the main character, one of the main characters. Um, because you know, he has like the master keys too, right? He's got the keys. Like, he's, he's an the, important he's the only guy. guy that, like ha- carries around a gun. He's the com- I mean, he's literally the commander of this base. Yeah. But yeah, he obviously doesn't really play like a huge role as the movie goes on. He's you know, spoilers. He's one of the characters who lasts till just about the end. But you know, he he's not like leading the pack or anything like Definitely that. Definitely not. He takes like a back seat, which is just surprising. So I feel like maybe this death has something to do with that. Yeah, it's almost like, I mean, and we'll see it, I think maybe in the next minute where it seems like he's very, you know, he regrets it or he's really uncomfortable with it. And same with when he gets kind of called out about it um, in a few minutes later too. But yeah, it is kind of interesting. He's definitely got that kind of Western look and, and the way that, that shot, you could freeze frame that shot of him shooting through the window and it, you could, you know, sepia tone it and probably mistake <laughs> it for like a, you know, a John Wayne movie or something. So yeah, it is kind of interesting. So, you know, now that we've got some people in here, do we think anybody is the thing yet at this point outside of the dog? The dog, 
Maybe Bennings. Yeah, Bennings is definitely got a face full of thing dog spit. Yeah, um, it's possible. So Bennings is a possibility at this point. We talked a little bit about that Norwegian being infected, which, you know, obviously he's trying real hard to kill this dog, but <laughs> he's doing a bad job. Yeah, either of them could potentially. Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely <laughs> a possibility that, that one of them is either, maybe they don't know they're the thing, or, you know, maybe they're partially taken over, if that's one of the possibilities. But yeah, just the fact that, like, Gary is able to take out this Norwegian in one shot with his little handgun. This yeah. guy's got, like, this badass rifle with, like, a scope and everything, and he's, like, 15 feet away from this dog and accidentally shoots a dude and fires <laughs> off, you know, 13 shots, not even flying anymore. Like, he's on the ground, and he's firing at this dog and doesn't manage to hit the dog at all. If um, only had taken his goggles off. <laughs> maybe so. Maybe it's all... If the goggles had come off, the world might have been saved. Who knows? Yeah. His one job. <laughs> so um, I guess given that we're talking about the Norwegian a bunch in this minute, this seems like a good point to bring up the prequel from 2011 that focuses on these guys and what happened at their base. We actually just rewatched that. We saw it in theaters when it came out in 2011. And then we just, I think that was the only time we had seen it up until recently. We, we rewatched it together just a couple nights ago. What are your, what are your thoughts on the prequel? I think I already forgot everything <laughs> but I don't know it just didn't work for me it wasn't subtle like this movie and I like how the tension builds in the original well the 1982 version and the other one it just I don't know it didn't really do anything yeah I think it's a lot of people point to the CGI being like the main yeah. problem with the movie and it, and it is terrible the CGI is truly awful uh, i didn't know until recently that uh zach told me about that they had originally done all that with practical effects and they ended up having to cover it with cgi which is like painful to even think about that they did that but yeah the effects are bad but that's not even really the biggest problem with the movie because i think some of the creature designs are pretty interesting even when they are really kind of having to force themselves in a corner based on the fact that they're leading into this movie but yeah there's a lot of issues with just i don't care about any of the characters and there's very little differentiating between the characters so yeah i mean there's some interesting things about the way it kind of plays on like the science side of it where that this movie does not like they're instantly ready to take this thing out no problem they don't yeah. have any qualms about it <laughs> um that aspect is kind of interesting in the prequel but yeah it's got a, a whole lot of problems it doesn't really doesn't really do the legacy of this movie justice i don't think no and they just try to like line it up for this movie without being original, I guess. Like, how many things do they repeat <laughs> yeah, that we saw in this? <laughs> I mean, that's really the, a problem with a, any kind of prequel in general. It's just like with Star Wars, how you're like, oh boy, here it is, we're three movies in, and now we get, oh, look, he's Darth yeah. Vader, believe it or not. I can't, <laughs> didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's it's one of the problems inherent with prequels. Um, obviously, the intent was really to remake the thing and you know, remake, if they were going to do that, yeah, remake of a remake, <laughs> I would, I would have almost rather them just try it. You know, if somebody was, really wanted to do it, I would have almost rather them done that because they at least would have had the freedom to to try and do their own thing instead of having to be beholden to you know the what we know about the Norwegian, what happens to the Norwegian camp in this movie. And I just feel like they added two women characters just because, without really giving them a proper role or utilizing their skills. But you saw the original, like, 1930s uh, one? Fi 51? 
I think. I don't know I mean, why the I book, went so far Well, the book, the, the novella is from the 30s. The, okay. the book is from 1938. I think Thing from Another World is like 51, I want to say. Um, and that had women in it, too. Mm-hmm. It has it has women, and it also just has a shitload more characters. This movie has 12 characters, and the, the prequel has something similar to that, too. But that one has, like, there's, like, 30 or 40 people at the base, which is crazy. There's just, like, huge crowds. Tons in a few of, of the scenes. people to be assimilated. <laughs> well, there's no assimilation in that movie. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and there, there's, I think, several female characters, and, and one of them is one of the kind of main characters. They, they do kind of a romantic thing between her and the, the lead guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she's a decent character, but, yeah, um, it is funny. This one right in the middle, the 1982 one, does not have any female characters but i think mary mary elizabeth winstead that's i mean i like her she's good in fargo (laughs) yeah um i mean she's okay and i think her character is all right but yeah there's not anything particularly she's just kind of the she's obviously supposed to be kind of like a ripley character like hey i don't care about the the scientific discovery i care about you know saving these lives or whatever and you know but it's there's nothing particularly interesting there it's definitely a very forgettable movie I went in with high expectations and just kind of forgot about it instantly. Well, it's only been a week, and I basically forgot everything (laughs) about it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that that definitely says something. Um, So I think that's pretty much all I've got for this minute. Anything else you wanted to bring up? Uh, Just that there's no music again. Yeah, I know you got like a musicless (laughs) uh, set of episodes. I'm sorry. Well, I just find it interesting, I guess, because, I don't know, it just adds to the, the tone of the movie, I guess. Or this scene. Yeah, it definitely kind of ups the mystery, I think, because it's like, I think maybe a music cue would maybe tell you how to feel about what's going on a little bit. And you really have no, there's nothing to kind of point you in the direction of like, are we like scared of this guy? Like, is he, or or do we think he's giving us a warning? Do we think he's just insane? Yeah, because there's no subtitles for the Norwegian. So even the audience doesn't know how to react so we're just reacting with gary the sheriff <laughs> yeah i mean we're, yeah we're definitely right there with the characters in the movie and and just their kind of confusion and uneasiness about the whole thing it, it's definitely it's a really really interesting way to start the movie um and sets it up as just kind of this very i love that it sort of sets it up as a mystery at first that you know it's not like we see the monster crawl out of the spaceship and know what it happens and you know we know exactly what they know at this point except that we know that a UFO crashed at some point, yeah. Um, but we we don't have any context for that at all at this point. So it's it's pretty interesting, given that the movie is just called The Thing. Also, unless you happen to be like a super fan who read the novella before you saw the movie, you really don't know what you're in for at this point. And it's it's definitely kind of creepy not knowing what's going on with this whole this whole um, scene here. So it's a pretty cool way to start the movie. I like this this part a lot. Um. So I think that'll wrap up minute number nine uh, with with the goofy-ass Norwegian <laughs> throwing his grenade and everything. Make sure to check us out on uh, iTunes at thethingminute.com or on Facebook or Twitter under The Thing Minute. Subscribe on iTunes is the best way to make sure you never miss an episode. And make sure you come back tomorrow for another episode of The Thing Minute. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please go to thethingminute.com. There you'll find the show notes with links to anything we talked about on this episode and lots of other resources on The Thing. You can also find us on Twitter at The Thing Minute and on Facebook at facebook.com slash The Thing Minute. But most importantly, subscribe, rate, and review us in iTunes so you'll never miss an episode. 
Check out other podcasts like this at moviesbyminutes.com and be sure to head over to starwarsminute.com to listen to the team that started it all. Thanks for listening, and until next time, this is Harper signing out. <laughs>